This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Budget battle. USDA nominees set for votes. Trump and biofuels. Food for peace rules under fire. And is NAFTA dead? Senate Republicans hope to push through a fiscal 18 budget today, help to provide a path to passing tax cuts later this year or in 2018. Assuming the resolution passes the Senate, it will still need to get approved by the House, which passed a slightly different version that included a requirement for a $10 billion cut in agriculture spending. The House is expected to give up on that cut, which would mean that the House and the Senate Agriculture Committees can start a new farm bill without the need to reduce its spending. Still, the ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, wants to put senators on record today opposing any cuts in farm bill spending. She has proposed an amendment to the budget resolution that would create a procedural barrier or a point of order against any legislation that reduces agriculture spending. USDA nominees set for approval. Two more undersecretaries should be in place at USDA soon. Senate Agriculture Committee will meet briefly today to approve the nominations of Bill Northey to be Undersecretary of Farm and Conservation Programs and Greg Ibaugh to become Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs. Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, Kansas Republican, tells AgriPulse he hopes to get the two nominations approved by the full Senate by the end of the day. Northey's nomination to be Undersecretary for Farm and Conservation Programs has been slowed because of a technical issue having to do with USDA's reorganization. IBA is President Trump's nominee to be Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Affairs. He and Northey would be the second and third Undersecretaries to get Senate confirmation. Trump reassures on RFS. Reports that President Trump has directed EPA not to lower biofuel usage requirements has buoyed the industry supporters. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt met yesterday with five Midwest senators, and yesterday he and President Trump both talked by phone with Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. The governor told AgriPulse that the discussions were constructive and positive. The industry became alarmed when EPA recently announced that it was seeking public input on the possibility of lowering the Renewable Volume Obligations, or RVOs. Food for Peace Under Scrutiny Congressional investigators are making the case to Congress that requirements for shipping food aid on U.S. ships is wasting money that could be spent on more food. An official from the Government Accountability Office will testify before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee on a 2015 study that found the cargo preference rule increased the overall cost of shipping food by 23% or $107 million. That was even after Congress lowered the cargo preference requirement from 75% to 50%. GAO also says that Congress has done nothing to clarify an issue that has allowed U.S. aid to ship more food on foreign flag vessels than USDA does. The agencies have differing interpretations of the cargo preference rules. Another witness at today's hearing, Cornell University economist Chris Barrett, will argue that Congress should relax both the cargo preference rule as well as the separate requirement for U.S.-grown commodities. The myth is that these statutory restrictions generate benefits in the form of enhanced military readiness or significant gains for farmers or mariners. They don't. 
The reality is they cost lives needlessly, Barrett said. The hearing comes as Congress is preparing for a reauthorization of the Global Food Security Act, which was enacted last year. That law provided the first congressional authorization for U.S. AIDS Emergency Food Security Fund, which provides food aid through cash and vouchers rather than commodities. Is NAFTA dead? That was the question put to White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders yesterday after the rocky ending to the fourth round of the NAFTA negotiations. She told reporters, not yet. But as the president said, it's a bad deal, and he wants to make sure that we have a deal that benefits American workers. Sanders said the administration would push forward with the negotiations, and if we can't get there, then we'll let you know what the changes are. The next round is scheduled to be held next month in Mexico City, but the target for completing the talks now has been pushed into next spring. A Mexican official said yesterday, I think it's undoubtable that we're nervous. Hector Padilla Gutierrez, Rural Development Secretary for the Mexican state of Jalisco, was one of the many Mexican, Canadian, and U.S. state and provincial officers meeting this week at the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture annual Tri-National Agriculture Accord. Officials from all three countries emphasized the benefits of the 23-year-old NAFTA for agricultural trade. U.S. Dairy Group pleased with NAFTA proposal. One of the most divisive U.S. proposals put forward during the recent round of negotiations seeks to weaken Canada's dairy supply management program and end pricing programs that block some U.S. exports. The U.S. proposal is strongly opposed by the Canadians, but the U.S.-based National Milk Producers Federation is pleased that the Trump administration put the proposal on the table. The group said in a statement, We are gratified that our trade negotiators have heard the concerns of America's dairy farmers and cooperatives and made dairy trade a key objective in the U.S. NAFTA agenda. The problems created by Canada's dairy system must be resolved as a part of the current negotiations. There can be no acceptable NAFTA outcome unless these issues are resolved. Martin joins House Ag staff. Prescott Martin, a lawyer who worked for the American Sugar Alliance on the 2008 and 2014 Farm Bills, has joined the House Agriculture Committee as a Democratic staff counsel. Representative Colin Peterson, the committee's senior Democrat, said his understanding of Farm Bill issues will serve the committee well, and I welcome him aboard. Here's today's She Said It. Don't mess with the RFS. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds said she told President Trump she was wearing a button with that inscription as she talked to him on the phone yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, October 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.